We are back with the 163rd edition of the Quarantine Cast. I know we're no longer in quarantine, or a lot of us aren't. I am, but most people are in quarantine, but we're still doing these. Um, and I'm going to have a guest on I haven't spoken to yet before. Uh, without further ado, it's UFC bandweight Domingo Pilarde. How are you doing? Good, good, man. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, I guess before we get going, like I said, I mean, crazy year, uh, pandemic, uh, lockdowns, things opening up, you know, gyms being shut down, the sport being shut down. What's the past year been like for you on, on a personal note? Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, it hasn't been bad for me. Um, you know, I was one of the blessed ones. I know a lot of people have been through a lot of, uh, a lot of hardships during these times, but I mean, I was able to kind of really just uh, travel a little bit and really just train, man. That's literally all I did all pandemic. And for me, it couldn't have worked out better because, I mean, I, I, I take it as I had over a year to just get better, you know? Yeah, I talked to a lot of guys and they said that the, the break was kind of nice for them because they probably wouldn't have taken a break if it wasn't forced upon them. Do you feel yeah. like it was kind of nice to have like a mental, you know, let's take a step away from the sport and just kind of focus on, on the mental side of things, which a lot of athletes ignore? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I had just fought that February, um, my second fight, and then the pandemic happened in March. So for me, it was kind of good timing because, you know, I had just finished the fight and um, it didn't go the way I wanted it to. So I, I, you know, I got plenty of time to reflect and, to really uh, think about a lot of things and a lot of things of, you know, in my game and, and, uh, and moving forward. So it was, it was good for me. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that, that fight for, for those who, who, uh, who don't know it was overturned um, after, uh, after the result, but um, how do you assess your performance? Obviously it didn't go the, the way, like you said, that you would have mm -hmm. liked, um, but how do you assess your performance in your first two uh, UFC fights? Um, well, I have, uh, I've, I've broken them down many times, you know, and, and I'll try to make it as short as possible without, you know, sounding, um, you know, sour because I'm not, um, I, I don't have a problem with losing. And, you know, um, obviously my last one journey, he beat me, you know, he beat me fair and square. Uh, the debut, um, you know, that one was a little, um, you know, that one was a little different. It was a split decision loss to uh, a guy coming down from featherweight, uh, Felipe Colares. And uh, I mean, honestly, bro, like, you know, the guy's a great kid. I take nothing away from him, but I mean, he didn't do anything in that fight. And I literally felt that I won two rounds to zero. The first round, I, you know, I took some time to let him tire himself out. And rounds two and three, I picked up the pace and, and you know, he was on on the defense the whole time. I mean, he, he might have reversed once or twice and gotten maybe 30 seconds of control. But, you know, it was in Texas and you know how the judging has been here and the judging has been horrible. And, you know, I can't complain. It's not like that fight was like an amazing performance. I was coming off of a knee surgery and where I had rehab my ACL for like 10 months. And then that was my debut. So, you know, there was a little bit of, of that, you know, a lot of factors. My mother had just passed away and I didn't even really, you know, um, get a chance to really mourn her or really process it until after the fight. I, a lot of, I had a lot of things going on, not to, you know, say any excuses. This is, this is just what happened. But, you know, and then to come out on the wrong end of a decision, it is what it is. And, you know, I was like, okay, I was probably a little bit too passive. So, you know, let's let's pick it up. We, we know what we're capable of. And then when I got the fight with Journey, um, man, I think the 
the kick that I landed, you know, right away kind of hurt me more than it helped me because uh, I remember when I landed that high kick, it, it was a really solid, you know, hit. And I saw him, you know, kind of wobble and his eyes kind of got weak. And, you know, for the next, I don't know, what was it, maybe 20 seconds, you saw he was he wasn't really there. And then, you know, within, you know, 30 something seconds, he recovered and he was able to counter on my over aggression. Um, after the fight, he was actually uh, in a stretcher, you know, and I and I and I kind of wondered why. And um, they had told me that, you know, I had a broken his jaw with that kick. And so he suffered a pretty long lay. Like I, I really did get him really good, you know. So when I when I saw that, when I saw that, I was like, well, I mean, he was hurt. I did go for the kill and I got countered because I was being a little too over aggressive and a little careless. And, you know, I learned from it. Like I said, he beat me. And um, I mean, it turns out he had, you know, a lot of uh, THC in his system. And uh, well, I mean, you know, it helps you relax, man. And, you know, honestly, I, I know what it can do. And, it, it, you know, it's beneficial. So the thing is, is if you're not going to abide by the rules, then, you know, they overturn it. So it got overturned and it is what it is, you know. I mean, I'm sure everybody wants to smoke a joint before they fight, right? But you can't do it. You know, there's uh, there's no excuse to fail a drug test. You know, if it's a tainted supplement, that's another thing. With marijuana, you know, guys complain about it. But, I mean, we all make sure that we're in the levels before the fight. And then if, um, you know, I mean, you you just can't fight, at, you know, from smoking. You just can't do it. You just got to follow the rules. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, on their end, they were probably upset about the overturn. But, you know, it is what it is. And the pandemic happened and I literally took the last year, man, to really uh, digest my performances, those two fights and really just get better. And that's all I've done. And I'm, I feel really, really good right now. You know, honestly, I want, obviously I wanted to talk about those two, two fights, but there's one more I want to talk about. And it's yeah. uh, one of the, one of my favorite fights of uh, the entire contender series. And that was yours mm -hmm. against Vince Morales. Vince Morales is a guy I'm very close with. Um, mm wasn't close with him at the time. So it wasn't like I was rooting for him or anything like that, yeah. but um, that was an amazing fight. How, well, how did it feel to, to, to get that UFC contract and to finally get the call to, uh, to come and compete in an organization that you've wanted to compete for your entire life? Well, uh, I'm actually uh, pretty decent friends with Vince too. I trained with uh, his cousin out there, Ricky in Portland. Ricky, He's a yep. cool guy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, um, it felt really good, man. I think I had started fighting professionally, like my second fight, which was my first pro fight because I had an amateur one. I was uh, 19, you know, so from 19 years old fighting professionally around the time that they didn't have that many fights. And then to make it to the UFC, I believe it was, what, 2018, like nine years after my pro debut. And then I believe it was maybe 13 years overall in the sport. I mean, it felt really good, man. It was, you know, it was awesome. Um, obviously I didn't get the start I wanted to, but what I've learned from, uh, those fights, the experience, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's made me a better fighter. And honestly, you know, experience is one of the most important things you can get or you can have when it comes to fighting. So, you know, I got experience and, um, you know, mistakes are made. I learned from them and I'm going to try to apply you know, that new knowledge of not making the same mistakes and we'll see how it goes, you know, fight's a fight. One of the things about that fight, which is also going to be relatable to, to this upcoming one that I'm going to touch on in, in a little bit is no, no crowd. Um, you seem yeah. to thrive under that um, on the contender series. Do you feel like that's something that that's going to play into your advantage uh, on fight night on August 21st? Well, I, um, it was kind of weird when we did it in the contender, to be honest. I mean, I liked it. 
and I, you know, I fought really hard, you know, considering Dana, all the matchmakers were there and, you know, everybody's watching you. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of not having crowds because I do, I do like the crowd. Um, but also at the same time, honestly, it doesn't bother me. It's not like I need them either. I, I prefer a crowd, but if they're not there, it's only going to help me focus more. And then it's also going to help me hear my coaches more. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to it, but I think for, for this fight with Kelleher, I think I might be a little more, um, pleased with that. It's going to be, you know, at, at the apex and there's not going to be that many people because he is experienced. And I'm going to have to be very patient in this fight and um, use my experience. And as long as I do that, you know, it should be a good night. But, uh, you know, I, I, I did like that. Like I said, the uh, the differences, you know, the pros and cons to having the crowd and not having one. We were talking a little bit, uh, I think, last week about uh, about the fight, uh, just in DMs and stuff. What is it about this matchup that you like? Is it... The, the fact that, you know, he's very experienced, is it the fact that it's Brian Kelleher and people recognize him? What is it about this matchup that excites you? Well, um, those those are some reasons. It is Brian Kelleher. He's beaten, he's beaten you know, former world champs. He beat Burrell. He's beat really good guys. He was on a, a, a good uh, win streak for a while. Uh, you know, and for me, I think he's only like three years older than me. He's like 34 and I'm 31. And I mean, I've been in the sport a long time, you know, uh, I had my first fight in 2008 and I started training back in 2005 and I was in martial arts when I was younger. So I'm not new to, to combat sports. I bring experience too. It's just, I think the position that I'm in right now, having coming off of, you know, even though it was a no contest and then the split decision loss, uh, a win over Brian would literally, basically, I would say in a, like in terms of career, you know, it would kind of push those two to those last two fights just out of the way. And if I have an amazing performance against him, then I'm back, you know, where, I, where you know, I, I want to be. Um, obviously, that's not going to be something easy. Uh, Kelleher is experienced. He is good. But other things that I like about the matchup is that we were supposed to fight my debut, and I was comfortable with it then. I like um, – he's a good striker. He's a good grappler. He's, a, he's all around good everywhere from what I've seen. Um, it doesn't look like he's like an incredible expert at anything, you know, as if he was like an Adesanya on the feet or a Khabib in wrestling. He's a good all-around fighter, kind of like myself. So our our styles are going to match really well. And, uh, you know, he seems like a cool guy, you know what I mean? So I'm sure it'll be a fun fight, man. Like, you know, this is a, this is a business. It's a job. And, you know, it's a passion that we as fighters get to do for a living. And, you know, I'm learning to enjoy that part of the UFC, of being a professional fighter and, you know, traveling and doing the things that I get to do and, 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 you know, just be grateful for it, you know, and that's also helped me to, um, you know, just look forward to every fight that I have and just take it in, you know, and, and really, you know, have fun with it. I know it's still four months away, but just given the circumstances of the past year in terms of fights, that could change. You know, you, you could get a call tomorrow and, and someone has positive yeah, for, for COVID or something like that. Yeah. Do you feel like your preparation for this camp is going to be slightly different, uh, just given the fact that there's so many weird things that, that have happened this past year? Uh, pretty much, you know, so from and I haven't always been this way, but this is as I grow as a, as a martial artist and as a fighter myself. Um, I'm training differently now. And I mean, it's always been a lifestyle, but I'm, I'm one of those type of fighters that believes it should be a lifestyle. You should always be in shape. You should always be ready to go. You know, 
other guys like to, you know, they like to have fun. They like to drink and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't drink alcohol anymore. It's, you know, I only did for maybe a year or so socially, but as an athlete, it just, it doesn't do anything for you. So, you know, if I'm dieting and, and living the lifestyle the way that I do, man, I always feel comfortable. You know, I need maybe a few weeks to make weight and to get in, in, in peak shape for my conditioning. But yeah, it, it wouldn't be much different. Obviously, if it was like, let's say a taller, longer guy who likes to grapple too, it'd be, you know, slightly different. But Brian's about, a, uh, you know, the average size band and weight, I would say is probably five, six to like five, eight ish, five, nine, you know. Um, and like I said, he's well-rounded. So it's not like I have to really, really like watch out in one area. I have to be careful everywhere because he's good everywhere, you know, and I know this coming in. So, you know, um, I think that'll, you know, work to my advantage as long as I prepare properly. But yeah, for any other fight, I, I would be ready to go, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, it wouldn't be too, too soon. I am a bigger weight, So cutting weight for me, I do need to plan it. I'm always there. But, you know, if I got like one or two weeks notice, it'd be hard to make 136 for me. But I'm not super heavy either. I could do it in three to four weeks. You know, it just depends. I mean, if they were to call me maybe a few weeks before, you know, my Kelleher fight or, or a month before, I could definitely be ready to go because I'm already, you know, in, in fight shape. But, yeah. All right. I want to ask a couple more and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. I know you have some training to do. One thing that stood out, I was going through some of the odds in your fights. And I'm not sure if this is something you've tuned into, but every time you're the underdog, yeah. you get your hand raised. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you're the favorite is the times you lose. What what is that? Is that is that yeah, just I'll like explain it to you, man. I'll explain it to you right now. I'm I'm very aware of that. Very aware. Man, I think it, you know, I've thought about it and I don't I, I do know and, and then I don't know, but I know that I love beating guys who they say that I can't beat, man. When they tell me that I can't beat somebody or when they say you are going to lose, I don't know. I just there's something in me that will not accept that. And when I'm the favorite, even though it shouldn't happen, it's happened to where I get a little bit, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy, like with Journey's a great example. And I don't think I was the favorite by much. I don't even know if I was the favorite. Maybe I was by a little bit. You guys were even, um, even odds. Even odds, you know. I, I, I underestimated him. And, and you know, like I said, when I got the head kick, that probably worsened it. Um, I should have looked at him more as like a John Dodson in terms of his power and speed. And if I would have done that, trust me, I would have respected him times 10 and that would have never happened. But I didn't. I didn't make that correlation between his explosiveness and, and you know, his, his really short reach. But, you know, when I'm the favorite man, you know, it seems like maybe I just get a little distracted by that. And I'm like, you know what? I am taller. I'm a lot longer. Like, I can do this. And then maybe a little bit of overconfidence sets in and then I, I get to you know, too aggressive, you know, it's just mistakes. But yeah, every time I'm the underdog, man, I love it. I love it. It's, it's the best for me because there's no pressure. I'm supposed to lose, you know, and, and it's just, I don't know. There's something magical about it. So I, I'll tell you that, man, every time I'm the underdog, I, I'm, I'm undefeated, man. So I, I'm just going to tell the UFC to start matching me with guys that they're supposed to beat me because if they tell me I'm supposed to win, I might, I might not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's 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 it was something yeah. that stood out to me. I was like, that's very very unusual. Yeah. Like every time, mm -hmm. and it's uh, every time I noticed it too. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But uh, yeah, before we end it, is there anybody you want to thank or or a social media you'd like to plug before uh, before we end it? Yeah, you know, I just I just always like to thank you know uh, Christ, man. You know, my faith. Um, 
without him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really be able to do what I do. And a lot of people, you know, don't really know the story behind me and, and, you know, my salvation and how I came up in the church through fighting. But I always have to mention that because I wouldn't be here without, without, you know, my faith in God. Uh, other than that, man, all my training partners, my family members, and, um, you know, guys like you that, you know, continue to grow the sport and, and reach out and get good interviews. Um, other than that, man, tune in, you know, August 21st, man, I, I'm going to have about what, 12 more weeks, I think 13 more weeks of preparation. It's going to be an amazing fight. You know, that's for sure. So, you know, tune in. All right, man. Thanks for the time. I, I really appreciate it. I guess before I let you go, uh, I'm not sure if this is something you're willing to do, but we have, um, I do pros picks for every big oh, yeah. pay-per-view. Um, obviously, Israel Adesanya, someone you touched on a little bit earlier, he's fighting mm-hmm. Marvin Vittori. Would you mind giving your pick for that fight and how you think they get it done? Uh, I think Adesanya should get it, man. He's he's really, really good right now, and he's he's growing a lot. Uh, his fight with Jan, I honestly thought he won. It was really close, don't get me wrong. Uh, and Jan is really good. A lot of people are kind of underestimating how much experience and how good Jan is uh, in terms of you know why Adesanya got the you know the end wrong end of that decision but i think that he should be able to take vittori you know out um i'm not going to say by knockout or by you know submission or or i think it'll be a good fight i know vittori is really good and he's gotten better it should be a good fight but i would see either adesanya getting a late finish or you know getting you know unanimous decision all right man well thank you very much for the time and uh i'm sure we'll we'll, we'll be in touch before your fight and uh yeah for sure man, i'm rooting for you uh thanks. Huge fan. so uh thanks again for the time and i can't wait to watch you compete no problem thank you man take care all right man best of luck see you